We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. You date me, a podcast where me and Nicole Byer tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you can push me down a flight of stairs, I'd still date you. <laughs> My guest today, you know her from SNL, the movie The House, Casual, uh, Catastrophe, Good Boys, Transparent, Big Mouth, The Unicorn, so many things. Michaela Watkins! Woo! Thank you so much for doing this. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's a real treat. Also, you look very nice. Oh, I do? Yes. Guys, if you're just tuning in, I'm wearing a blue uh, jumpsuit mm-hmm. with a denim tinge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got myself a 1980s tree torn. Um <laughs> Thank you so much. I was at a political fundraiser, guys. Yeah, Uh, that was happening. Katie Hill had her seat ripped away through revenge porn. It was really crazy. Yeah. And I truly didn't fully understand it. So somebody had nude pictures of her. Her ex-husband. Released? Oh, her ex-husband did this? Well, helped the the alt-right wing of... Of our of the, the our political wing, mm-hmm. um, assist them of something called Red State. Publish them, <sighs> and it's um, it really is like revenge porn. Like yes. took these pictures that weren't his to take and um, disseminated them into this site. And and the people who had their hands on it and pay, probably paid for it mm-hmm. did so illegally. I mean, I just hope they all really go to jail. But I don't get why she had to resign because, like, everybody gets naked. I mean, everybody does, but they were putting up posters of naked posters all over her hometown. Like, her parents had to be ripping these posters down. Oh, dang. Her sister's business was getting trolled really bad. It just shows, like, the, 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 
difference, like the huge swath of difference between like what happens to men Mm -hmm. when they have a transgression and what happens to women. Yeah, women get crucified. Crucified. That's really awful. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, she had to resign and then the other people, they should have gotten in trouble. And they probably will. I mean, I think that's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but. And they should, you know, they're very, it's just like a new low. You know, I thought yeah. we hit all the lows. <laughs> and then they're nope. just like, no, we have new lows. Coming on in. Yeah, we got, we found some more lows for you. It's very depressing. Mm-hmm. Michaela, <laughs> you are married. Uh, but I was really, I. but the upshot is Christy Smith, who's running to mm-hmm. take her seat, is incredible. She's like 20 years older, but she's been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. And the only way that Katie Hill would step down was if Christy would swoop in and, oh, okay. and and try to like maintain that seat blue and with a woman. And she was like, if she would, promises to run, I would do it. And she agreed to do it. So. Politics is not fun. No, it's not fun. And it's really like eating into my fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an, it's eating into my health. It's eating uh-huh. into my pocket. It's eating into mm-hmm. my it's eating into my my job because it's like I'm spending all this other time doing that, you know, mm-hmm. when I should be, you know, just gardening or finding some <laughs> old lady crafts. Oh, my God. You'd appreciate this. I was knitting the other day mm-hmm. and I, I'm in I'm in Ohio a lot. And this woman came in and said, oh, are you a? Hold on to your hat here. She said, oh, are you a fiber artist? A fiber artist? (laughs) (laughs) I've I've never heard of a fiber artist. I know. There's something for everybody. Are you a fiber artist? Oh, are you a fiber artist? Oh, well, actually, I am. Well, I guess I am now. Yeah. Before I thought I was knitting a sweater. Yeah. So, Michaela, you are married. I am. And how long have you been married? I've been married uh, about seven years. And then how long have you been together total? We met on 10, 10, 10. So we... That's uh, cute. Isn't that cute? Um, And so I guess nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. Where did you guys meet? We met at a brunch. We met at a a brunch at a friend. I didn't know the guy. Actually, we have a really romantic story if you really want to split hairs on this one. I do. Okay, I'm going to just tell you this really fun part. I was always like, I had about three years where I was either trying to get out of a relationship or into this relationship or heartbroken from a relationship or heartbroken. Like I was had been engaged Mm -hmm. and I kind of blew that up and... And then I was like, thought I made a huge mistake, and then I was dating this other guy, and it was really, you know, explosive and very volatile. Mm -hmm. Not like physically volatile, but, you know, like emotionally volatile. And every day we were like, should we break up or go to breakfast? Like, it was just, (laughs) you know, um, it was just so, it it was really the opposite of what my engagement, like person I was engaged to, which mm-hmm. was very calm, you know, but sort of boring, um, but lovely. He's a great person. He's my good friend now. But anyway, I come out the other side of, of three years of this like topsy-turvy, didn't know where if I was coming or going. And I decided the one thing I forgot to do was be a slut. <laughs> like I was always in relationships and I forgot mm-hmm. that I should probably be a big fat slut. And I mean, even in high school, I had boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. I was sort of a serial monogamous. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to be a slut. And so then somebody said, like, do you want to go to brunch at this um, 
at this. Do you, my manager called and said, there's this guy I want you to meet. He's really wonderful. Um, I don't know why, but I just feel like you need to know each other. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you'll work together or something. I don't know what it is. She said, but you can't date because I I love him and I love you. If it didn't work out, it'd be really bad for me. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't want to date him. But the weird thing is I happened to be reading an article about that guy right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is his name is Josh Radner. Um, he was a How I Met Your Mother guy. Mm-hmm. And he made a film. And I was reading an article. I'm like, that's so weird. I'm just sitting here reading an article about this guy in this movie. Anyway, I don't know him, but I go to his house, and that's where I meet my husband. And my all my dreams and fantasies, and that not in that moment, because it took me a while to sort of come around to dating him, because he's a really awesome guy. And I mm-hmm. was like not on the prowl for awesome guys. I was on the prowl for dirty... <laughs> Dirty, <laughs> filthy guys uh-huh. who are self-centered narcissist guys um, that, you know, like one and done guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a bit. But but I never got to be a slut because I married this guy. That's so cute, yeah. though. Yeah, not Josh. My, uh, no, yeah. I met the, the house. Yeah. But I like that you, that your manager was like, I want you to meet this guy. You're like, fine, I'll meet him. And then you go to his house and then there's another man for you. <laughs> and I married him. Oh, that's so, how long did you date before you got married? Well, that was like sort of weird because I just, I kept, I went out with him and the whole time I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a slut. Like, could I fuck this guy? I could fuck this guy. Like, this seems like a guy you bring home to mom, but I could totally fuck this guy. And because I was, like I said, I wasn't used to dating just good guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very strange when like a dude is actually nice to you. You're like, oh, Oh, um, now what do I do with you? I, I don't know how to act yeah, around you. I only you. know how to pine over you or be <laughs> totally disgusted with you. Um, but yeah, so he was he was just such a great dude. And uh, so um, I would go out with him, but I was like, I, I feel like this guy's looking for a wife. And the hilarious mm-hmm. thing is all of his friends are like, I don't know what you did, but he, he was somebody who they thought would never marry. They just really? he, he would date people for like three months and then huh. kind of move on. And so like he was like sort of just never kind of in these long relationships. I guess he was in a couple, but not like not deep love, big, you know, things. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I guess I, I mean, it's so weird how they can smell smell unavailability on you. <laughs> <laughs> they just like seek it out like a heat seeking missile. Uh-huh. Anytime I meet a man who's fully unavailable, I go, okay, I'm going to try really hard and uh, make him available to me. (laughs) And that plan honestly has never worked. Not for any length of time. No. I've gotten like a dude to be like, okay, well, we can hook up. And I'm like, ah, did it. And And then nothing blossoms. Gee, so strange. (laughs) Um, But when, but the dudes that are like into you, Mm -hmm. what, how do you feel about them? I generally don't like people who are interested in me. Yeah, that's the And thing. I don't know why. Well, so I I was not sort of buying what he was selling, although I was really compelled by him. In fact, my manager said, he sounds, because am- he is such an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know why. I'm just not there. And she goes, he sounds so great. Could I introduce him to somebody? Because I know so many women that would love to date this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, well... Not, I mean, yes, yes, but like not yet. Like, can we just put mm-hmm. a pin in that? Because I just feels, you know, we've gone out a few times. We've had some really great, you know, dates. Like they haven't, 
nothing physical has happened, but you know, I, I, I just don't think yet, you know? And mm-hmm. she said she knew in that moment, she's like, oh, she's not done with him. She's, That's so cute. I just burped in the microphone, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this story gives me gas. <laughs> but so the weird thing is that I was kept trying to sleep with this really um, unavailable, emotionally unavailable guy. Uh, like I, I, I had met him through another friend, mm-hmm. and I kept trying to wanting to like hook up with this guy so badly, even though I knew he was bad news. But I was like, I was going to be a slut. That was mm-hmm. my whole plan. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. It just everything crystallized. Like I did hook up with him, and I realized like this is the most self centered mm-hmm. person I've ever met. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, it just synthesized, and I just heard myself. I was having—I remember I was having sushi with a friend of mine, and I was t- telling her about like sort of the married people love to hear about who you're fucking. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was like, oh, I this guy and that guy, and then all of a sudden, I looked at her and I go, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like it just all of a sudden, as I was explaining these men, I realized I was explaining the guy and the feeling and everything that I've always been saying I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him again, uh, Fred, my husband, we went out and he looked totally different to me. He looked, all of a sudden I was like, oh, you're hot. Like you're (laughs) smoking hot. Like you're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I've been, this is this has been mine to lose and I'm about to lose it. Like he, so what he said is, I said, you know, I'm so sorry. I've just been, I've been like thinking that I was going to have a fling and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, how about this? I'm leaving in two months for four months. I'm going to go travel the world for four months. I'm going to India and Africa. I'm going to go do this. He said, have a fling with me. And I was like, wait a minute. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. So we had a fling for like two months, but we fell in love. And then, Oh. The rest of the story is kind of cute too, because then he came back from India, and he's like, "I'm done traveling without you." Oh, and this so is so fucking cute. And so then we went to Africa for a month together, a month. Oh. And I made two T-shirts that I, I gave to him. One said, um, I, "I did iron-on T-shirts the night before we left." I'm like up at four in the morning. We're <laughs> like, okay. And on the last day, I gave him two T-shirts, and one said. Um, I survived a month in Africa with my new girlfriend. <laughs> and the other one said, I had a so-so time in Africa with this girl I barely know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, take your pick. And then, like, you know, a few months later, he proposed with, with the first T-shirt. Oh, my God, <laughs> Kayla. This is so fucking cute. I cannot handle this. Oh. Yeah. What an adorable fucking story. <laughs> I feel like when people go, oh, the way we met's really cute. It's usually just like, I dropped a cookie and he picked it up and he was like, well, aren't you dropping sweetness? And, and you're he like, called me cookie cute. dropper for the next three years. Oh, it's so adorable. I really love that. <laughs> was it fun traveling together with somebody that you had just kind of only been out with a couple of times? That was the thing. It was, like, so easy, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it turns out he, like, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. A big joke we had was I was like, oh, is this where you murder me? Because <laughs> I just kept feeling like he was so, so wonderful that, mm-hmm. like, every single murder podcast is like, and this is where they murder you, you know? 
I, I, he, but the, the other shoe never dropped. And we, and we did have a, we had a really good time. Of course, I was like on my best, you know, ba- dating behavior because we were new, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I'm a good traveler. I, I'm a terrible flyer, terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, there's a lot of that. But, uh, but we had a good time. And then, and then I, finally, I just remember, like, I'm like, okay, I can't be this person anymore. I have to be honest. And I was like, I just, is it okay? I don't know what I'm going to do if I, if we stay in one more place. Cause we were doing pretty hardcore travel. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, where like water comes out of the faucet is like, is that, is that anywhere in our near future? And he <laughs> was, you know, cause we were like, I, I said, it was tough. It was tough travel. Mm-hmm. And especially, I can't believe he wanted to do it with this chick that he <laughs> newly was dating. I mean, it's crazy. But we we traveled really well together. But he rerouted for me. He said, "Okay, we're going to go to a a place that has running water." Oh. And uh, and we did. And I like finally just felt like a whole new person. Mm-hmm. And, and then we could get back to it again. But yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what a what a nice treat of a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you said that you were a serial monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, so when is when's the first time you got a boyfriend? Well, I've been boy crazy my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, I came out of the womb like, <laughs> are you a doctor? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't see a ring. Um, <laughs> I look for rings so hard now that sometimes I, like, get self-conscious. I'm like, oh, this person absolutely noticed me Looking moving my head hand. around trying to see their hand. <laughs> oh. And my husband hates wearing his ring um, because it, it's like he's just a he's just a simple he likes mm-hmm. simplicity and he kind of chose a really big clunker for himself mm-hmm. and um and I was and, but he might get a tattoo there oh, and okay. I was like you should just do a tattoo you know just so you don't bum anybody out you know mm-hmm. um but uh but anyway um I remember I was four years old my mom's a teacher she's a Latin teacher. And she would have these, it was the 70s, but they were called orgies. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, but it was with her students and they would just wear togas and it would be this very, like, not, they would not be fucking, is my point. Um, and wait, your mother fucked her students? No, 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 no. That's my point. Is like oh. they were called orgies because that's oh, like the actual. Okay. But I they fully got very yeah, confused. I know that would wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I was like, like I can't my mom you're just was a real <laughs> openly be like, oh yeah, my mom. It was the seventies. Was it was all of her students. It was totally fine. Everybody was cool <laughs> with it. They she fucked her students. Her students fucked her. Um, no, my mom. Oh my god, if she's listening to this, her <laughs> head would fall out of her head. Um, she would grow a head just to have one fall out. Uh, <laughs> No, she's a, she's a great teacher, but she would have these things called orgies. It was mm-hmm. like toga parties, and all the students would come, and they would, like, read these speeches, but in Latin, and, you know, and it would be very festive, and mm-hmm. they would drink punch um, and eat baklava. My mom was eccentric. Honestly, it still is. Super, like super weird. Um, but this one guy came over, and I remember I was four, and my mom was like, I just couldn't stop staring at this one student. He's gorgeous. I mean, he was he was— very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, Mickey, stop it. My family calls me Mickey. And I said to him, I'm sorry, but you have the most beautiful eyes. 
And my mom was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And you were four? Four, yeah. Have you, I mean, were you always boy crazy or was that like a later thing? Uh, Very boy crazy. I can't remember the first boy that I was like, oh my word. Mm -hmm. Or do I? No, I do. So my mom was very good friends with this woman uh, that, uh, so her two kids went to the same nursery school as me and my sister. And the way my mom met this woman was I wrapped my arms around her one day. I had Mm -hmm. no idea who she was. I'd never met her before, but Mm -hmm. she looked like a Barbie doll. (laughs) And I was like, I love this pretty lady. So I hugged her legs and I looked up at her and I said, I love you very much. And my mother was like, I'm very sorry. And like tried prying me (laughs) off of this woman. And then they started talking and then they ended up being very good friends. And then her oldest son, oh boy, Oh, he was so pretty. And I'd be so excited to go to their house because I'd be like, oh, I get to see that pretty boy. But I was younger, so I had to play with his younger brother. And uh-huh. then my older sister got to play with him because he was older. Uh-huh. And I was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. Um, I like the older one. The younger one is not as cute. No. Ooh, but yeah, I've... I called him not as cute Pete. <laughs> not as cute Pete. Uh, yeah, I've loved boys for a very long time. Yeah. And then in elementary school, every year there would be a new boy in the class, and I'd be like, "Ah, this one! <laughs> I love this one." I do. That's so funny you say that. That just totally reminded me that I don't. It was like sort of a, almost like a game with myself that mm-hmm. I would walk into a room and scan it for the boy I liked. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I went, like scan I still the do that grocery now. Store. So interesting. I mean, I I don't do that now which is probably a good thing you're Um, happy and you're married yeah exactly but I I just I just remember like it was just this thing that it became so subconscious like I would just be like look at the plane you know Mm -hmm. and be like you're you're the one I like I hope I sit next to you um you you know what I mean everywhere I went it was almost like to keep life interesting you're like Mm -hmm. who do I like here I would always pick the prettiest boy I liked pretty boys I still like pretty boys. Now I'm I'm learning to like uh, like handsome, rugged looking men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I used to love a man who looked like a doll, <laughs> like a cherub cheek and a nice bowl cut. <laughs> I loved a bowl cut growing up. Oh my god! Loved, oh my god! Loved, loved a bowl cut. What? Yeah. Uh, Where ooh. is that from? Who was your first bowl cut? I don't Bohunk. know, but that little kid in Liar Liar, his haircut is perfect. It's just like a perfect shaggy bowl <laughs> around his head. And those are the types of boys that I was obsessed with. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved it. Elliot from um, E.T. Mm-hmm. I think because he was like age appropriate for me when E.T. came out, when the movie came out. And so I was like, oh, I like Elliot. Mm-hmm. And then I think he became like the standard for me for all boys. Like I liked brunette boys mm-hmm. with little cute little turned up noses. And like that was my thing. Like the more like cute waspy looking dude. Mm-hmm. I liked, so there was. I was always like the more master race, the more I was like <laughs> in, in, <laughs> into you. And then all of a sudden, like there's just been such a shift where I just like. You're like, bah. oh, I can't like this <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I look too much like Hitler's youth. Trump really ruined it for that. Yeah. There was a movie called Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, my God. Not the original. No. The remake that was on the Disney Channel with Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Moss. And I cannot remember the boy's name, but I loved him. He was so hot. 
And then also Zachary Binks from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, he was so cute. Um, yeah. But I think they all have pretty shaggy hair. Yep. Long shaggy hair. That's what I'm into. Yeah. I remember I was in Vancouver just recently and I was at the hotel bar. This guy comes in. I was talking emphatically to one of the other women I was working with there in Vancouver. And and behind her, I was just like, how do I know this guy? How do I know this guy? And it was Elliot from E.T. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just like so fucking bored because he's like working in <laughs> Vancouver. was just hoping one of us would be like, hey, dude, you know, and <laughs> And I, I just am kicking myself because I just, I feel like I had to like close that circle mm-hmm. and be like, you're a huge influence on my vagina. <laughs> With, but not really because we were both you, nine probably. Yeah, but I had a crush still, on <laughs> you remember that first time you're like, not on my oh, vagina, but on my heart, my heart on place. On your heart. Yeah. Um, do you remember your first boyfriend? How old were you? Boyfriend, boyfriend. I would say my first real boyfriend, I was... In maybe eighth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, and I went to music camp. Mm-hmm. Do you know from music camp? Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with band camp, but. Uh, What's the difference between band camp and, and band music camp? Band camp is like they play like band music, you know, like, you know, John Philip Sousa or something like mm-hmm. this. This was a little more like nerdy and highbrow. It was more like concerto. Like you had an audition Ooh. for concerto and things like that. But it was. You know, I was sort of invisible in my hometown, but when I went to music camp, I was like, shit. <laughs> like, I all of a sudden became hot at music camp, but I was like absolutely, totally invisible in my n- normal school. And I, I love just, that, that one <laughs> blossoms at music I camp. I did. I, don't, it was, I was just like my people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just these other nerdy dorks. And, um, and I was like... I think like in 16 Candles when he says he's king of the dipshits, you know, like that's how Mm -hmm. I, but anyway, there's this guy, Josh Greenberg, and he played the drums and he was such a pretty, pretty, pretty boy. Mm -hmm. And I instantly was like, you, I love you. (laughs) And he was shy and kind of quiet and had this really off kilter sense of humor. And I just, I just put my crosshairs on him and I was like, I shall be your girlfriend and you shall be my boyfriend and we will make it so. And he was my boyfriend for so long. How long? Years. Like, uh, I think I broke up with him in junior high school, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is actually kind of a crazy story. I think we were each other's. No, I know we were. I don't know if I can out this guy, but um, (laughs) let's just say I'll out myself. Like, he was my first. Mm -hmm. and, and, And we broke up. Because, you know, I mean, I was a junior in high school mm-hmm, yeah. time. It was time to expand my horizons. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't see him for a long time. And then I was, I went away to college. And when I was in college, I could go for free because my dad's a professor. I could go mm-hmm. through Syracuse University to study abroad. So I went to Italy. And I made this really awesome good friend, Carolyn. And Carolyn went to school at Barnard mm-hmm. in New York. And... So after college, I was now, we, or it was like just before graduating college, mm-hmm. um, I went to New York to go visit her. And I said, um, I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why, but I feel like I'm going to run into my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And her friend, Robert, was with us. 
And he said, I said, you know, it's the weirdest thing. He goes to Columbia, which is like, yeah. we're on that. Because I said, I want to see Columbia's campus. I've never mm-hmm. seen Columbia's campus. So we're walking around. I said, I feel like I'm just going to run into this guy. I mean, it's a huge campus. and It's a big city. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, it's just, he goes, oh, who? And I said, Josh Greenberg. And he goes, well, there must be like a million Josh Greenbergs mm-hmm. in the world. And I said, he plays the drums. And this guy, Robert, is a musician. musician. And he goes, wait, I think I know him. He's in this band and he goes, Einstein mind. And then he turns to this little like pillar that has a flyer stapled to it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, this band right here. And he goes, in fact, they're playing, read, 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 tonight. <laughs> and he goes, right over there. And he points across the street to this bar. Mm-hmm. And we go in and he's on stage <laughs> playing the fucking drums. And I'm just like, what? What? And I mean, do you know how many fucking coincidences yeah, had it, to happen? It was a perfect storm of you just happened to be at the perfect place at the perfect time. Did you get to talk to him? So I'm standing in the audience and he's playing the drums. And then he kind of looks at me and I kind of wave like, mm-hmm. ah, hi. <laughs> and he looks at me like, hi, who's mm-hmm. weird, weird lady in the audience, you know? <laughs> and then he kind of misses a beat a little and he just shakes his head and goes, whoa, you know? Mm-hmm. And I hung out afterwards. I was like, hi. He's like, hi. We go to his dorm. We stay up till six in the morning talking, mm-hmm. talking, talking, talking. I find out what I had no idea about was our breakup was like really really huge for him like it was Mm -hmm. shitty you know i mean i i know at that point i had been through some really shitty breakups Mm -hmm. now this is like four years later so i was like oh i i can't believe i was that person for you i had no idea Mm -hmm. because you know we just went our separate ways and then at you know the sun's coming up and i'm like well should we should we make out should we should we how do we what how do we you know finished like right isn't that what's supposed mm-hmm. to happen and he's like nah <laughs> <laughs> I love it you were really trying to like make this into this perfect package of a story yeah. should we just like make out yeah no 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 don't want to and I was like oh okay yeah me yeah no that's no, that was a and stupid I was like idea. oh cause Why it'd be we weird ever? cause it'd be like so it'd be yeah it'd be a lot it'd probably <laughs> a lot for you know and he's like no just it's so interesting to think about with breakups that... Oh, you know what he said? What? I said, oh, because it would be sort of like weird and whatever. And he goes, no, I think because it just would not be that weird. And in my mind, I built it up to be this thing that would be weird. And I think it would be kind of underwhelming. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Anyway. That's so funny. But I, I've never thought of it like some people are fine with a breakup and mm-hmm. then other people are not. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was just like, I don't know, you break up, but everyone's just a little upset. Wait, you you thought everybody you thought in a breakup. I've never really like broken up with anybody. So like Have you so had your heart broken? Meh. I don't oh, know no, if you I've had my heart actually if you, broken. You've not. If you had to think about it for half a second, <laughs> you have not had your heart broken. Yeah, I guess I haven't. Because mm-hmm. I've never dated anyone for longer than like a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then anytime you it's either well now it's like you ghost. Or they're like, I can't date you for X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, whatever. And then, like, you're a little sad and then you just, like, move on. Yeah. But then I guess, like, a breakup could really, like, wreck somebody. Oh, wrecks. 
Oh, it wrecks. I just remember being like, you know, I would never kill myself, but like <laughs> if a boulder fell on my house and spared my cats, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have I mean, to take a wrecks. break. Okay. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult 
consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8th, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. And we're back. Oh. <laughs> I read an ad for something. <laughs> Sold. So I then during ad. college, where did you go to college? I went to Boston University, but I went through Syracuse to to go study abroad. Like I said, I could go for free. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yep. Um, and do you, did you have, you, yes, you had relationships throughout college. I was in this one, yeah, I was in a one relationship, really, this is when I really had my heart broken. This is mm-hmm. when I was really just, it was laid out and run over by trucks, was, I, yeah, I dated this guy that I met in high, when I was a senior in high school, mm-hmm. um, but we dated the first two, my first two years of college. I just, I remember my dad said to me, and my dad's like not the most profound thinker, but he said, wow, when you fall, you fall really hard. Damn. And I was like, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Like when I fall, I fall super hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't fall easily and I don't fall all the time. But when I do, it's like deep down a well. Mm-hmm. So um, meaning falling in love, like yes. fall for somebody. Uh, and so when he also just was like, oh, my God, I'm 20 years old. I'm in college. I shouldn't be dating one person. You know, mm-hmm. when he did that, sort of had that moment, which was totally understandable, I just – I mean, I was sick over him for years, years. I mean, I dated other people, mm-hmm. but it, nobody measured up in my mind. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's like such a protection you have by not having fallen so deeply in love. You know, I just realized like it makes you so vulnerable to mm-hmm. like so much pain. Sorry to break it real serious over here <laughs> on why won't you date me? No, it's okay. <laughs> I think it's I think it's really interesting hearing people's perspectives on falling in love and breaking up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, falling in love does scare me because I feel like if I tell someone I love them, then they almost have like a power over me because mm-hmm. they know that I love them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's very scary. I don't, I've never said I love you to anybody. Really? Mm-mm. And have you wanted to? Um, I don't think I've ever been with anyone where I was like, I think I'm actually in love with you. It's like, I like being with you. I love being near you. Uh, and I've only had, I love you said to me, uh, by one person, but I didn't believe them because, uh, they would say, I love you, but then their actions were not indicative of love. Mm -hmm. So I would just like, let him say it. And I would, (laughs) I would just go, yep. Okay. Thank you. Wow. That's really smart. But then also he never was like, so you don't love me? Mm-hmm. So that, that thought never occurred to him. And that's when I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you don't. This is a very like one-sided thing where you say what you want to say to make me feel a certain type of way. Right. But yeah, I've never been like actually in love. I think that's really 
unique and special. And I, I don't, ha I don't, I'm not going to qual qualify it as like good or bad. I don't think it's either. Mm -hmm. I just think it's like unique, you know, um, either you're incredibly fortified and like you, you're really protected, you know, mm -hmm. or you're just beyond kind of all this, like the, there's a lot of frivolity, you know, in young relationships mm -hmm. that maybe you, your journey or your path isn't to have to live them and know them. Like I have friends who got married at 25 and give me the best advice to me when I was a single woman at 38 mm -hmm. that I've ever heard. And I'm like, you didn't live this. How do you know this? It's like, you just came into the world know <laughs> knowing this. Like I had this friend, Michelle say to me, she's one of my best friends. And I was so distraught over this breakup you know, with, with my ex fiance. And she said, and I, and it was hard for me because I didn't know why I didn't want to marry him. I just mm -hmm. knew that I didn't. And I, and it, it made me crazy. And so I went the path of like kind of vilifying him a little bit in my mind, but that was not, mm -hmm. that wasn't genuine because he's a great guy, you know? So I was like, well, that's kind of writing a story about how he didn't meet my needs, but that's bullshit. Like mm -hmm. he's great. And, um, and, and he loved me very sweetly and unconditionally and that's lovely and then I would write this other story and I was like well that's not that's kind of bullshit too and she said to me she goes you may not know why you aren't with him until you're dating your next until you fall in love with somebody else mm -hmm. you know and that's exactly like when I met my husband I was like oh there's no way I could have understood why that relationship didn't work until mm -hmm. I was in this one why the hell does she know that like she's been in a happy marriage for 20 years you know I think it's, it's easier to see in something mm -hmm. rather than be in something and see what's going on. Like, I feel like when you date people, you're kind of just blind to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for you to, like, take a step back and go, oh, here's why I feel this way. You just kind of have to, like, move on from that person. And Yeah, I, yeah. your friend, I think, is fully right. Yeah, she was so right, but... She didn't have to like step on every rake and, you know, <laughs> smash herself in the face to to understand that. And now I understand it. And and then there was a while where I would give so much advice to women and mm -hmm. all the time, you know, because I felt like I'd really like put myself through the, the spin cycle on everything because mm -hmm. I'm somebody who has to like hit every step. To uh, There's no shortcuts for me emotionally. Mm -hmm. I've like got to learn everything by doing it. And And now in my mid to late 40s, I am like... I don't give advice anymore. Oh. Yeah. Because I just sort of go, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. I don't know what your path is, you know? Mm -hmm. Your path is just going to be your path. And I do feel like there are some things that people ask me, you know, I offer up. Like, mm -hmm. people when people say to me, how do I meet some? Like, you know, I want I want that kind of a relationship, you know? I just say, like, I'll say things like, well, just picture it in your head and like use it to comfort yourself and soothe you and call it in, you know, ask for it. I like that. <laughs> it's very close to what my grandmother used to say. Mm -hmm. My grandmother used to say, baby, if you, if you claim it, it's yours. <laughs> Meaning if you just keep saying that I want this and I'll have it soon, mm -hmm. like it would come to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe that. And I've been claiming 2020 is the year I meet someone great. <laughs> Um, and I don't have to marry that person or be with them for an extended amount of time. I mean, mm -hmm. I would like it to be like more than a couple of months, mm -hmm. but, um, they're not my forever person maybe, or maybe they are, who knows? I just think that why this, 2020, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, cause this year was not good. Mm -hmm. I did not like this year. Oh no. Bad things just kept happening. Oh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> Thank you. 
But uh, 2020, I was like, it's going to be a new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably, maybe not get a new president, but hopefully we do. Yeah, yeah. And everything will be nice and fresh. Right. So that's uh, that's just what I've decided. Oh, I know. So many And I like even numbers. <laughs> you like even numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10, 10, 10. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. I love it. Thank you. May it be so. May it be so. Thank you. <laughs> you, I never said this to you because we did, uh, I did an episode of The Unicorn, the show that's on oh CBS. My God. And, and if anybody watches this episode, it's the second episode of our season. It's and very I, fun. I said to you when we came and I said to Nicole, I was like, like MVP, not just guest star. Everybody's like, bring her back. <laughs> you stupid network. You stupid people. Bring her back. Make her forever. I want to look at her and watch her and listen to uh, her for all the days. It was truly a treat. What a fun cast. Every, uh, but you, one of the actors, uh, one of the younger actors said something. She was talking about, she went on an audition for something and she was like, I didn't end up getting it. It went ethnic. And without skipping a beat, you went, you shouldn't say that because that's not how it went. And I can't remember the exact wording you used, but you were like kind and gentle and truly explained inclusion to this girl (laughs) in a way that like I almost started crying because you hear, oh, they went diverse or they went ethnic so many times. And you're like, oh, so we're not valid people of color. We're just like a choice that is arbitrary. And they made that choice because you have to have X amount of diversity, but you truly broke it down in a way where I think she fundamentally understood how that phrase is not helpful and how the, the system isn't kind to people of color. So, you know, they do try to include them and stuff. It was just the way you really worded it without truly, you didn't skip a beat and you just said this like eloquent thing that made it, uh, digestible for her and then like nice for me to hear. It was really kind and I, it really meant a lot. Oh, that's the, well, I'm, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. I, 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 I mean, You're yeah. like, I don't even remember it. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I mean, these are things I think about a lot, you know, and I think that, I think that it's important for people to kind of check each other a little mm-hmm. bit. So it was, especially uh, she, you know, She's young, so I can imagine, like, I wish people had sort of taught me things Mm -hmm. um, about inclusion and about my privilege earlier in my life because I'm embarrassed, you know, by how blind I've been to to that kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Well, I thank you for it. It was really nice. Okay, you have to go soon. Uh, I've been keeping an eye on the time. Uh, But I ask all of my guests this. Uh, except when I forget, <laughs> which always happens at the live shows. I always forget something at my live shows. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I'm just so excited and there's an audience. Okay. If you were single, uh-huh. would you date me? For sure. Oh, what a treat. I would. I don't think you'd date me. I think I would. I don't know. I don't think I'd be fun enough for you. I mean, I feel like I. I feel like you're so much you're just so much fun. Thank you. You're just you're 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 just so wonderful. And then you would find out that I'm a fiber artist. No, um, <laughs> then you would find out that I don't really watch television. And like I just like to stare at the birds. And you know, I think you'd be like, ah, if I bring Michaela out, she's going to start talking about the environment again. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> you remind me of my dear dear friend Sashir, mm. uh, and we. 
on paper don't we don't fit together because we seem so different. Mm-hmm. But she's she doesn't really watch that much TV. Uh, <laughs> she she likes to look at birds and stuff. <laughs> But like, I mean, I don't, I'm not like a bird watcher. Let's be clear. <laughs> no, I know. But like, you just like sit. You're just like, look at them birds. <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. I <laughs> but yeah, we fit together. It's uh, we like to just giggle. And then one of our favorite pastimes is sitting on a couch, not talking, and sending memes to each other. <laughs> it's very fun, and yeah. then you like giggle about that, and you like talk about that meme, and then you go back to being dead silent <laughs> until oh. someone goes, "Should I go home?" <laughs> Yeah, I I I think we get along. Yeah, should I go? I think we'd. I think I'd. Yeah, I think I'd be just that for you. Like you would go out and have a really good time out with everybody. Mm-hmm. But then when you came home, it would be just very cozy. I'd make it real cozy for us. And I like that. I'd be like, do you want a tea? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Do you have? Oh, what day does the unicorn come on? Uh, it's on Thursdays on CBS at eight thirty. And hopefully we're getting your character back soon because there's so. a real a real clamoring for it. So it was very fun. Oh, you were wonderful. Do you have anything else that you want you to promote? You were filthy, filthy mouth. We still make jokes about it. <laughs> I still go like, well, if I were Nicole, I would say. <laughs> and then I just like unleash a just a riptide of vulgarities. Dirty jokes, blue jokes. Uh, they just make me a special type of happy. Yeah, they give me tingles. Yeah, and especially when someone can deliver it in a way where you're like, oh boy, that was offensive, but what a cute little face they have. <laughs> and I think that's the what I have going on a little in, bit. Yes. I just say an awful thing, but I have a very cherub-like face. <laughs> Um, well, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can subscribe on iTunes or something, or you can listen on Spotify, and if you send me a nasty message hitting on me, I will read it. So this Woo! nice person said, first off, you make my drives fucking amazing, but let's talk. I want to play with my puss till I cream all in your butt cheeks, then I want to smush your cheeks together <laughs> and eat your butt like a double stuffed Oreo. Ooh. <laughs> specifics. Very Details. specific. People get very detailed. That's Some good. of them are a little too wild, but this one was fun. That's a fun one. Also, like, you could, you know, with all that information, you could be like, all right, I could slot you in between, you know, 2.10 <laughs> and 2.20 p.m. Mm-hmm. That seems like a 20-minute dealio. Yeah, just a little 20-minute slide in, slide out. <laughs> Goodbye. Kayla, thank you so much. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.